Today, more than ever, it's essential that we are making the right decisions to keep our bodies healthy, to live better, be resilient, take control, and be proactive for whatever the world throws at us. But we are overloaded with nutritional information, leaving us with more questions than answers. Does that even work? Can I trust it? Will that work for me and my goals? How do you know what your body uniquely needs unless you ask it? For the truth seekers, the change makers, and the goal getters, the answers are inside you. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition and wellness platform that analyzes data from your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body and reach your goals. Inside Tracker's patented system will transform your body's data into knowledge, insights, and a customized action plan of science backed recommendations. Are you ready to take control of your health and wellness journey? Unlock the power of your potential with Inside Tracker. Go to info.insidetracker.com forward slash early access to be the first to hear about Inside Tracker's best deal of the year. The link is in show notes. You're not going to want to miss out. Big week for us, Fern. Big week. Why? <laughs> well, for one, we're we're still in business together. We haven't, you know, despite that's a day by day thing. <laughs> it's hour by hour at times. Yeah. But the big thing is we launched affiliate university. We've had a ton of phone calls. We've already had quite a few people sign up for it. You and I are excited. We're putting the final touches on what we believe is something pretty amazing that's gonna help affiliates not only just run a more successful box, but be happier. I think that's what I'm most excited about, that we're going to make box owners happier. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um, obviously, it's interesting because everybody's in such limbo right now. So people are like, I don't know what to do. And this is the conversation I've had with quite a few box owners is, uh, and I did it this way. I've done it both different ways. So I've, you know, invested in, you know, getting mentorship when things were normal, normal and meaning in the world, not necessarily normal, like business is going well. Um, <clears throat> but people are hesitant to make any sort of investment right now when, you know, when lockdowns are happening. And the reality is like lockdowns are going to end. There is, there is not a scenario in which everybody just locked down forever. Uh, and if that's the case, we just have worldwide war and your gym doesn't fucking matter right like that and that's not the scenario that's going to unfold so i really just want to express to everybody like the lockdowns are going to end and i probably have talked about this in the past this was my fear is like when the lockdowns are over what did you do at that time and not to mention we've we've said it quite a few times now i think when they're over there's going to be a resurgence in affiliates people are we saw what happened after the first one. People rushed back to their box. Right. And it's going to happen again. But yeah, the big picture is, I, I mean, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, everything opens back up March at the latest if there's a vaccine that comes out. March? Like fucking tomorrow. Well, like dude, I'm not suggesting I want it to stay closed till March, but I'm saying when there's a vaccine, all this stuff the government's putting out there is going to slowly dissipate because... The, the spread will slow down. Whatever. We're not getting political. 
point is, the point is early next year, the lockdowns will hopefully be a thing of the past. It'll be something we tell our grandkids about, Hey, back in 2020, you know, we got shut down. Yeah. And, and it's going to be different. Like everybody's going to be different, you know, obviously here in the United States, it's, it's pretty obvious that, you know, for the most part, it's like red, blue states. And again, not to be political, but like if you live in a red state, like you're probably open. If you live in a blue state, it's higher likelihood that you're closed. That being said, it doesn't matter. Like at some point, again, your gym is going to open and these restrictions are not going to hold forever because it's not sustainable from a business standpoint. Like no business can survive at 25% capacity forever endlessly like it's not a thing like you're going to look at foreclosures bankruptcies and all that other stuff at which point if you're still open all these people are going to want somewhere to go right so if gyms in your area close it's not like people are just going to not go to the gym anymore like they're going to look for another home so this is where i kind of really urge people i'm like there's no better time to work on your business right now and it seems counterintuitive because you want to retract rather than try to expand and i don't mean expand in space and all that stuff but um, expand in your growth, right. In your development. And like, now's the time to do that. <clears throat> and I did it right at the beginning of, um, um, of the original shutdown. And we talked about this before. I was just like, all right, well, wh what am I going to do productive in this time frame, rather than just sit around and we got a lot of shit done. And that's what I hope other people do is, is kind of try to see the forest through the trees. Just like, Hey, this is going to end. And what you really don't want to do is, is be exactly what you were before, before all of this happened, you, know, you try to try to think of it in a standpoint of like using as as an opportunity to evolve in this time so that when this is over, you're a new person. Yeah, I had a call with my buddy that owns a box in Florida yesterday, and he's actually he was asking me his for some advice on expansion right now. He has this opportunity to go to a bigger, better space that's twice the expense. But I was like, dude go for it. I mean, you're making money right now while boxes are closing around you. And like we just said, people are getting out there wanting to train. I mean, in Florida, there is no pandemic. So it's you know, business as usual. But well, but I mean, we have other scenarios too. So like we have, we have a couple of gyms who are in affiliate you now in, in some totally different scenarios, like, you know, one shut their gym down completely and then is reopening and starting from scratch. And they're just like, Hey, I, this is the opportune time for me to do this, you know? So, you know, they have, you know, very, very small member base, but they realize they're like, right now I can build it the way that I want it versus trying to fix it from the old. And then the other scenario is talking to a, um, um, a box owner in the UK who is same deal. He, you know, he's got, he's limited in size with regard to just his brick and mortar and he's got a 60 person wait list to join the gym and he's looking at expanding in his, his space and i'm like perfect time to go through this so that you can iron out all of the details moving forward and that this is exactly will unravel exactly how you want it to when you do expand when you do bring on this influx of 60 people so that you can have this really streamlined process where you still love being there it's efficient the the product and the service doesn't take a hit because you bring on 60 new people because you bring them on in a controlled fashion and you do every single one of them the same way every single time and you keep control of all of those, you know, those relationships as you go through. So, you know, the reality is like, it, it's, it's never a good time. Like, like nobody's ever like, nobody ever wants to make that investment because it, because it's, it, it's uncomfortable. To, to kind of look at yourself and be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try to 
rebuild myself. Like it's always uncomfortable when it's like, you're always going to be busy. You're always going to have shit going on, but you know, at some point you got to do it. If you care about your business, you absolutely need to do it. Well, let's get to the topic at hand. We have a question from one of our listeners. I'll read it and we'll see what kind of advice we can get this guy. Hey guys. Roy, Roy from Rosarita. <laughs> oh, this is a, it's actually from Australia. So how about Andy from Australia? Andy the Aussie. I don't think this person actually cares if we use their name. It's not a really, you know, it's not too um, controversial, this question. Have you been to Australia? I've been to New Zealand. That's not Australia. That's like such a silly response that you just said. It's like saying, okay, have you been to America? The same, I've been they're on the Canada. same continent. They're on the same continent. So yeah. from that they're different. That's like, I've been to, have you been to Africa? I've been to, you know, New York. All right. Uh, no, those are different continents. <laughs> Back to my point. That I was saying. All right. Hey guys, my name is Mitch writing to you from Newcastle, Australia. Your podcast is awesome. And I've taken away a lot of your business related episodes. So I wanted to say, Thank you for providing so much free, good quality information for gym owners. Well, you're welcome. My question is about member attendance and course of action when athletes' attendance pattern starts to decline. I am a 50% partner in two gyms, and this is one of the biggest things that my partner and I have discussed over the last few years. Well, this is one of the biggest things that you've discussed. You're doing all right. Currently, our system is that we do not see or hear from an athlete for two weeks they will receive a text to follow up how they are, hope to have you back soon, etc. Previously, we had done this after one week, but found this to be too frequent. Two weeks seems to be working well. Athletes are responsive and will often get themselves back into the gym in the following days. I want to get both your perspectives on this and see if you had any advice. Always look to improve our systems and the member experience, so I thought you might be able to help weigh in on what's worked for you both. Thanks, guys. What do you think, Fern? I think you know where I'm at on this one. I, so I always have questions. So my, my question is, you know, the, he stated in there, Andy Diazzi stated in there that the that one week was too frequent. So, so my immediate question is why? Why is that too frequent? I don't, I'm not entirely sure why that's too frequent. And because I, and so two weeks, right? There's a lot of problems with two weeks. So two weeks, <clears throat> you know, half a month that they're not coming in. So going back to a couple different things. They haven't been in in two weeks, which means what's their, what is their attendance likely going to be for the remainder of that? Let's just, let's operate in a 30 day window. If they're not there for 15 days, how many times do we think they're going to get in? Just, just spitball this. How many times do they think we think they're going to get in, in the following two weeks? If they come back, Right. Well, yeah, the, the hard part is like you're suggesting two weeks. You're, I mean, they say 21 days to make a habit. So now we're, we're closer to the habit of not trading anymore than we were the habit of training. You know, obviously life happens. I can go two weeks and get right back into it. But for most of our members, this idea of training and working out is not fully ingrained yet. So mm -hmm. say they come back, they probably come in once you know, and they're like, oh, now I'm really sore. Maybe they get in four times in two weeks. Okay. So four times. So let's assume that the average that they're paying per month is 150 bucks, which we could agree is low. That's not the point. 150 bucks divided by four, right? 
is what 30 32 50 a session yeah, a little more but yeah yeah so i mean it's, if you go 70 75 divided by 232 no it's exactly 32 50 a session so oh, really? the no yeah. 37 50 to the math whatever okay <clears throat> we can agree it's you way too you with a jewish person over money come on listen you're on. well you're <laughs> I, don't, I don't you're the one of the few jews i don't trust with money the the so but it, so they're gonna start looking at it like that and they're like oh, i'm paying 150 bucks like right? and we can assume 100, <clears throat> and it worked out four times i'm paying 35 they're like oh well i'll just go to and this so this is the same shit with drop-ins right or the the punch cards right that we had that long uh, uh thread on the they're gonna look at that right they're gonna look at that and they're gonna do the math and they'll be like this is not worth it okay so that's one aspect of it there, there's and this is a this conversation has way more spokes on it for this wheel than people think than they think it does right they're just like oh well they just done whatever there, there's a lot more going on here right there's there's primary there's secondary there's tertiary effects to this whole thing so if we look at just their attendance and they're going to do the math and they're going to be like oh i'm paying 35 to 37 dollars per session to come in to work out with you which is you know really bad personal training rates right whatever the second piece of that is going back to what <clears throat> kind of you stated, which is they're closer to making a habit of not coming than they are to making a habit of coming. The third aspect of this is, you know, again, going back to the podcast we do with Yuri Feto is the, and this might be the most important piece from a standpoint of like what they're paying you for. They're not going to get results, right? This is the whole thing where like, you know, stop selling limited sessions that like only bring people to in twice a week. You know, they're not going to get results based off of that. And so I'm, I'm allowing them to create a habit that will prevent them from getting results. So a part of our job at the affiliate is to play the role of accountability manager is to let them know, like, you're not coming in. You need to get in here if, in fact, you want to see results. So that's the big one. And then the last piece of that is I don't really understand the the whole it's too frequent from a standpoint of if you have good relationships with people, like meaning you, you genuinely like your clients, it's not too frequent because it, it's too frequent if there's, no, if there's no personal touch to this, right? So for instance, I, I've got an ER doctor who's, who's getting crushed. I haven't seen her in a month and I reach out to her every week. We were trading texts earlier today. She's like, oh, you know, the kids are back virtual. Like the, the businesses, you know, are, uh, the hospital's jammed, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, listen, come in anytime during the day. You don't have to make a class. She was like, I was going to ask you about that, about open gym. And I'm like, you know how I feel about open gym. I was like, however, these are extenuating circumstances and times. Like get in here. You need to come in and get your fitness on because of what's going on in the rest of your life. You're stressed out, you're working long hours, like your kids are stuck in the house, like all of these things, like you need to take care of yourself. So we solved that problem. But had I not been reaching out every single week for four weeks, she probably would have just canceled. But we've been chatting, chatting, chatting. She's like, I'm gonna get in there, I'm gonna get in there, didn't get in, didn't get in, didn't get in. She's finally just like, here's the problem. And I'm like, solution, here you go. That needs to be an ongoing conversation. And even if you know why they're not there, What's wrong with just being like, how's the vacation going? When are you getting back? So I, I, I disagree with 
the once a week is too frequently. If you're only doing it because you're afraid they're going to cancel, then that might be the problem. But if you're reaching out genuinely as a person to just check in on them, there's no problem with that. That's not too frequent. Yeah, I think it's no different than basically saying, how often can I text my buddy? You know, right. and also your text should not be like, hey, we haven't seen you in seven days. Hey, we haven't exactly. seen you in 10 days. Hey, we haven't seen you in 14 days. You know, give, give us an example. Like, what did you say to this woman that got her back in? Oh, I was like, hey, I was like, I just wanted to check in. It was like, I just, hey, are things in the hospital super busy? I haven't seen you. Yeah, so you're showing her, I know who you are. I know what you do. Right. I care about you, et cetera. And, exactly. And that's where I, we've talked about it countless times. Understanding and knowing your athletes are important. And now there's a place for like, you should have like a, I do think you should have a, a standard canned email. Right. So let's just say you run a report and I've got, you know, whatever, I've got 20 athletes that haven't been in in a week, probably not, not super weird. If I, if I've just jammed through that list, chances are, I probably know exactly where 50 to 75% of them are. So I'll go through the list and I'll be like, I know where they are. I know where they are. I know where they are. I'm just going to ask them, um, how's work? When do you get back from your trip? How's it going? I'm pretty sure I saw you the other day. Are you just not checking in? And they're like, oh, no, I'm not checking in. I'm like, please check in, right? So it's just, um, it's, it's again, add context to it other than just be like, we haven't seen you in a week, blah, 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 blah. You do need to have that because if you legitimately don't know, then just go ahead and send the email. But you can type that or you can send that out in a format that it's not super robotic and lacking emotion and all of that stuff. So it's just... It's how you do it. How you do everything matters. Well, I think that's important to have for the people that either A, fall through the cracks or right. you're really busy or you want to have just systems in place. I don't know how just different systems work these days, but I'm sure there are systems in place with whatever software you use that shoots out an auto, hey, you haven't signed in for seven days. Right. And, and sometimes people show up and just haven't signed in and they might get it, but you're just getting multiple points of contact. But the, the texting is the one for them. You know, we all know people get their texts, emails. So I don't, I actually, I've gone back and forth on this, right? So I, for the longest time, was super pissed that Wattify and all these things don't have like an automation for that. The more and more that I've done this and created like a process for how this gets done, the more and more I'm against an automated touch point that says you haven't been in. Because when it's automated in that form, what it's actually saying, regardless of what the automation looks like, is it says this. This is the text or the email comes through. And regardless of what it says, here's what they think. Or here's what it actually says. You're paying for something you're not using. So that's the problem, right? It doesn't say that. If I reach out as a human being to another human being expressing concern or inquiring about what's going on in their life, that's different. That they do not get the sense that I'm paying, I'm not, I'm paying for something that I'm not using when it's done that way. Right. So it's just like an old Gary V deal, which is like, how do you scale the unscalable? It was like, you got to work a little harder. So I'm I'm against the automation at this point. I just think you need to have a process for which you capture those people 
and figure out how to reach out to them. Some of them are going to get a canned email because like, I just literally don't know. 50 to 75% of them, there's going to get context in there. Or when I look at that, I might not send anything because I know it's not accurate, right? I know I saw them yesterday, right? That's the other problem with automation, right? It's like, hey, you haven't been in when they yeah. have been in and I saw them yesterday, right? So again, like trying to keep your, your, your finger on the pulse of this is important which is why it's important to be in your gym. So, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with one because, and it, this helps you as the, the goal at the end of the day, I think is, is as an affiliate owner that you're like the mayor of your little town. And I maintain all of the relationships. And, and that should be, that should, that's kind of like the, the level that you would like to ascend to as an affiliate owner is I'm not the one providing all the service. I'm not the one coaching all the classes, doing all these things. I'm the person that maintains all the relationships. I check in on people. I send them gift cards. I send them a gift. I do all these things. I do something nice for them. You know, I, I make a connection because they were looking for uh, an accountant and my other client happens to be an accountant or they're doing a big business venture and they need a banker. Like those are the things that you want to ascend to. And it's really hard to do that if you can't get your head out of the weeds. But these are the things that you can do that create those relationships that are conversations, right? You want to have conversations, not let them know that they haven't been in. Yeah. On our calls for affiliate university, we've had a lot of people that are trying to navigate that role of how do I make my way from being coach to the mayor, basically, that's a great way to put it because I think that's really what a lot of people strive for to be able to have that freedom of, I come in, come and go when I want. Maybe I still have a handful of classes on the schedule. I know that's pretty much where you are, but you're still creating those relationships. And now you have even more opportunity because class ends and you want to have a discussion with somebody or, you, you know, someone is working out in class and they're doing something wrong. You can still poke your head in and give some coaching, give some cues in there. So I think that's a really important thing to understand, but that's really where you make a lot of connections. So it, we're kind of splitting hairs here a little bit too, because, you know, like first and foremost for this person, like a good job on just keeping track of people. So I, I, I definitely don't want this to come off as we're poo-pooing on this, like great job. The question was right. two weeks was, is better than never. Let's right. Clear, two weeks right? is better than never. The question was like, what do we think two weeks versus one week? I think one week is a good little sweet spot. Two weeks is right on the verge of being late, you know? So that's my personal opinion and what I've seen. I, I've, we, and we've been doing this for, man, I feel like this year's flown probably almost a year, like this specific pattern that we, that we've kind of worked ourselves into. And I've never gotten uh, any sort of feedback that. Like stop we, bugging we, me. Right. We did get it when we just shot random texts, you know, a couple years ago and we're just like, Hey, just checking in. Or like everybody knows that has that you don't care when you when you so when you do that. So let me ask you this: This guy is the co-owner of a box, but you have you you know, Jess, and then you have quite a few coaches. How do you divvy up this responsibility? I don't. Well, I do all of it. So you do it. I do it. That's my point, right? I'm the mayor. Okay, so you don't expect Cassidy or Lindsay or Jess or anybody else to there's different ways to do that right so one of the th I think we talked about this the other day that one of the um one of the ways that we can help them do that is is or get them involved with that 
and I'm not saying you can't have somebody do this. Like if there's somebody who like that's their jam and they and they're 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 they fit that personality, then by all means do that. Um, but I want to do that. Like these are these are my clients. I want my coaches to spend their time coaching. Now, with the, the way you can loop them in, the other that, that we're probably going to end up trying to do is at our weekly staff meetings. Just a simple question to Cassidy and Lindsay, because the, the the three of us are kind of like the three head honchos, is what's going on? What about any client is important that you found out this week? And they're like, so and so had a birthday. I'm like, cool, send them a card. Uh, so and so's grandfather died. Cool, send her a card. So this is the way. These are the one offs that that make this whole thing a human interaction that you can loop them into, but aren't like this long list of people that need to be reached out to now i will tell you i use a va for that for that specific function which right. one the reaching out when they haven't showed up right so i'll and i'll give everybody the process right i'll give you the king the keys to the castle you can just do this yourself run a report everybody that we haven't seen in seven days that gets exported to a spreadsheet it gets sent to me i pull it up i put notes on the side call jay you know ask him why he hasn't left his house because he's you know, putting up curtains in it. In, uh, in right? <laughs> true, so, true, true story. True story. So, and then I put context in all of them. Some of them are yeses, some of them are nos. And then, um, and then I have a rule with my VA, which is anytime she sends an email, she CCs me on it, right? So this sounds weird, but it's like me sending in, she BCCs me. It's me sending an email to me. That way I know it got done. Right. So I'm full. I'm, I'm in full. I have full oversight of when this happens. So it is systemized. Right. I see the emails. They go out. It'll come out in a huge batch when she does. It. It'll be like I just my email just gets a huge dump. So I'll just read through them really quickly. And then more far more often than not, they just respond and I pick up the conversation right there. Right. So it doesn't. This is where people think like I have to write the email like, no, it needs to be your voice in the email. Right. That's why I give context. And I'm like, hey, this person, I know where they're at. Just ask them how the trip's going. Do you purposely have your VA make spelling errors because you make a lot of spelling errors? Yeah, because then it'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> there, no, I get some text listen, from you. Hey, and I'm like, listen, I don't know hey, what he's talking about. I can't even. Well, so my screen, my screen is cracked. So everything like and I just don't care in text. You know, and this is this is a pet peeve of mine, quite frankly, which is everybody who's fucking high and mighty on spelling, by the way. Oh, being smart. Everybody that wants to be it's, smart. It has nothing to do with that. Number one, most people that are giving that, like you wrote a book, right? Multiple, multiple books right. available on Amazon. Yes. Right. Anybody that does a lot of writing, you're going to make spelling and grammar errors. Yeah, I mean, I pick up mistakes when I, I read on my kindle all the time and you right. can tell with a lot of the times it's not a spelling error it's a grammar error because spell check didn't pick it up right so, so i, I, I like to err i'm not i'm not opposed right i'm not saying you should never spell check your shit right you should right however it depends on the level of importance of the thing that you're sending out right if it is a formal document yes you should absolutely do that if it's a thread email or text, they probably know what you're talking about. You're basically saying technique and intensity. Right. So it's just like, if, and so, and he, so, and this is the one of the number one issues that people have is they're trying to make whatever they're doing perfect. Right. And this is a Seth Godin thing, which is like, ship it. Doesn't matter if it's fucked up, just do it. 
a thing done with good intent that's flawed is better than a thing that's perfect that never got done. Yes, I think you're relating writing a book to sending a text in there. But do you want? No, no. But this is no. But my point is. But my point is this. This is a. This is a larger conversation about like just putting yourself out there so that you. I agree with conversations wholeheartedly about that. I think too many people have paralysis by analysis. It's the same deal with my book. Like I I decided to write one. I wrote thirty chapters. I'm like I'm. I I read through it. I had someone read it. I you can edit a book for years, and I've seen people do it. And I'm like, no one's reading your book because you're trying to make it too perfect and. And, or Star Wars is a great example. I know you're watching The Mandalorian. I am too. Yeah. You know, George Lucas went back and edited Star Wars, what, 30 years later? And people right. still were upset about it. But it, it, yeah. it's, it reminds me, you reminded me of Coach Glassman's quote. You want me to be on time or at the right place? You're do you want yeah. me to respond or do you want to be able to read it? You right. Know? and the point is ideally both ideally both right and the point is this right where the one of the hiccups that can happen this whole thing is like what should the email say like what is the exact verbiage that's going to make this work um the verge the verbiage that reads like you give a shit that's it right like if they're just like hey that's totally him because that's how he talks and there's some uh, misspellings in there which is fine like uh, yes, I went to college. I, I can read. I can spell check. Sometimes I just don't care. I like it. I like it. <clears throat> so well, the point, and but the whole point of that is, is, is stop worrying about all of that stuff. Like you, you can just get, you can drown in the minutia of these things, right? Send the text. Send, send the text. Send it. Ship it. You know, and, and then you'll become more and more. It's the same deal when we pra- when we have people practice and doing wad briefs. Like, what if I misspeak? And I'm like, just act like you would in a normal conversation, correct it, and keep going. Right? It, it's not. It doesn't matter. It actually, it actually makes them real. Right? Like, I would actually, I would argue that some of those like flaws that there's an actual human behind that actually are more effective. That's oh, why I people know- trust. That's why people trust people that that use curse words more. I know people that used to purposely make grammar errors and spelling errors so it looked more real. I in think marketing. That's yeah, yeah, in marketing. But that, I know that's not what you're doing. You're just getting many things done. But I've seen people develop automated texts that have that in there, and I'm like, that's fucking bullshit. They'll be like, they'll intentionally put an in there and then the follow-on will be like oops sorry misspelled that like but that's automated like it's a it's not a real person behind that. yeah at this point that stuff is so easy to you know to know that that that's what they're trying to hit you with and it comes off as if when i get stuff like that it's cheesy it's like cringy like you're like uh Oh, it's so disingenuous. It's gross. Yeah. It's yeah. gross. Like I would have liked to work with you or do whatever, but now I don't want to have anything. To do yeah, because now I know you're completely full of shit. Um, so anyway, moral of the story: hit up your members. The sooner, the better. There's no such thing as too fast or too often, or or having perfect grammar. It's just be genuine. Right, Funny and enough. then do it, and then do it on multiple, do it on multiple mediums, right? So, like, sometimes send an email, sometimes send a text. If you don't have like a third-party text platform, then look into one. Yeah, I, I, I tell you what, like, I do the same thing with friends. Really, I might be on Instagram, scrolling through, see something like, oh, like for example, our buddy Keith turned fifty yesterday. I don't know mm-hmm. if you reached out to him, but 
I think I was on Facebook and he posted something. And, you know, then I sent him a text actually from there. But sometimes I might have shot a Facebook message. Sometimes I would have bounced over one on Instagram. But it shouldn't be any different than your members should be your friends. One of the things we preach is knowing who you serve and working with the people you want. And that's what your box should be. It should be 100 of your favorite people that you actually want to hang out with and reach out to. Yeah. And it's, and with regard to the text, like it's, you're far more likely to get a response that way. Absolutely. And it, and, and sometimes you can just make it super simple. Right. And, and then probably a good place to end it. You don't have to just be like, where are you at? You can just be like, haven't seen you in a while. Is everything okay? Yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah, it's just busy. And then because what that question is going to prompt a dump of, of emotions if they got some stuff going on, at which point I can try to help them out. Yeah. And if they enjoy coming to the box, which hopefully they do, you're going to remind them, look, none of, none of these people that you're texting want to be missing the gym, especially not this time no. of year. So no. it's a, it's encouragement. And you, it, it, it goes back to what we teach in an affiliate university. You have to put yourself in their shoes. You know, right now they're struggling they're busy at work at the hospital or their kids are being uh, homeschooled because of, you know, everything's getting shut down. They, they want to be at the gym. You need to remind them of that. Hey, you know, why don't you try to make the 6am? Hey, come in for a quick 30 minute open gym. All these opportunities to get them back in the box. Yeah. And it's, it, you just, you, and you can never assume they know anything like this is a, like the, the, doc, the example I gave earlier. She's a doctor who's been here for like three years. And she's like, do I have open gym with my membership? And I'm like, she should know that, right? Like, I mean, we put it out, we put it out literally everywhere. But again, she doesn't. Why? Because it's not that important for her to know that. So I was just like, yeah, come in. She's like, cool, got it, done, problem solved. So again, just figuring out having conversations and you can help solve their problems because they're going to assume the worst that you can't, that this doesn't work and you can't help them. So help them solve the problem. Nailed it, Fern. Well, Andy from Australia which is not New Zealand. Hope that no, helped. Hope that, <laughs> hope that helped. And of course, if you have any follow-up questions, hit us up. And for you guys that are still listening, you're a box owner. You need to check out Affiliate University. All of our calls got booked, but if you want us to squeeze you in, shoot us an email, day at gmail.com. And we'll try to find a time to make it work for you. Our calls are all booked up on our website. So Shoot us an email, day at gmail.com, and we'll try to make it work. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Head over to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feedback for either Fern or myself, Hit us up, day at gmail.com or send us a DM over on Instagram at besthouroftheirday. Once again, we couldn't do this without the amazing community and you are a part of it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting Best Hour of Their Day.